It's a great pleasure to welcome the CEO and founder of Cohesion, Hector Bayers. And uh, really good to see you, Hector, and welcome to the My Broadband Conference. Uh, interesting times. Your company is a very interesting company. I'm looking forward to chatting to you. Um, and I imagine it's been an interesting time with you guys and, and COVID-19 because of the work that you do. But tell us about Cohesion. What do you guys do? Thanks, Aki. And really great to be here. Um, so Cohesion, we're a software development company. Um, so we serve clients with custom software solutions. We get a team to jump onto these um, these projects. So it's really a team of uh, developers, architects, project managers, and user experience specialists because everything we put out there needs to be exceptional. Um, you know, but for us, it's really we're very reputational based. We we take our reputation quite seriously, as I'm sure you've seen with you know how we put ourselves out there. But uh, and it's also a bit personal uh, mm -hmm. for us. So do a good job on these projects it's really it, it hits us close to home to do a good job so um but yeah we're a software development house but yeah oh, you, what kind of um, development do you do you do like a broad range or are you focused on one specific uh, part of the software so we actually come from a um, web development background um so developing these web dashboards in the cloud uh, for clients but um, as time has gone out, gone on, we've actually learned to kind of separate separate those two things. So, at the moment, I would say we've quite specialised in building those strong back ends for clients with solid business rules and so on. Um, I'm assuming that this, the the li listeners of my broadband is quite tech savvy, so I'll yes. I'll just go ahead and jump right into it. But we built those back ends um, with you know solid business logic back right. back end database infrastructures and so on and we've also become quite specialized in enabling different channels in the front end and one of them a key one for us have been mobile apps um, which have been a new channel that we can enable for clients which has been tricky at times uh, but we've learned a couple of hard lessons there that uh, our customers are benefiting from now all right those i want to talk to you about all of that stuff it's it's just so interesting but you talk about uh, you, you know, your clients that you've got and the way you've evolved, why is it what you do so important? Well, that's a very good question. I think that software is impacting the world in a very big way. And it's been going on like that for quite some time now. But everything we do is touching software at the moment. This call that we're doing, our cars are getting more and more software on them. It's um, our airplanes are getting software on them and th there can't be any bugs on that. Um, it's, it's starting to have such a big impact in the world. Um, where for us, I don't think there's any uh, bodies that are really responsible to, to write good code. You know? And there's some responsibility that we feel on our side that to deliver this quality software and good code um, is something that we take seriously because software is impacting the world in a big way. Yes. And I think also from our side, if you can learn to, because we do multiple projects, like we learn so many things that are important, you know, like how to do authentication on an app 
um, very, very well. How to do push notifications on a mobile app extremely well. Um, how to integrate to payment gateways extremely well and very consistently and securely. Um, so those lessons are stuff that we can, you know, we're getting faster and faster to compile that. And I think if you can continue doing that and we can continue on that path, the impact you have on the world and the impact the people that work at Cohesion have on the world is just bigger. You just, what you create are in the hands of more people. So the one um, I think that's maybe the way that we're impacting it in our small way. No, I think it's a wonderful story. You, you're making an impact into people's lives. I mean, never mind the, the businesses that you're serving, but the people that are using the software on the, on the back end as well, which is uh, fantastic. Um, but I, I guess it's, it's interesting times at the moment, Ekta, because, you know, there's so much, there's so many different developers around the world and people can develop, uh, you know, pieces of software, etc. But I guess that's not always ideal. And, and it, it's, it's more of a long-term thing, I guess, is where I'm going, building those relationships. How do you yeah. guys secure the, the, the long-term working relationships with your clients? So that you don't start and or do one piece, but it's 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 a long process that you have to go through. Yeah, well, that's a very very good one. Yeah, so software is a big investment, um, and it's good to see it in that way. And you want to make sure that you secure um, that investment. Look, it's uh, it's sometimes risky to build it, but the rewards can be extremely extremely high. But a lot of thought needs to go into how do you actually secure that investment in the long term. So that's how we prefer to look at it. Um, so I think two ways. The first one is from the start of the project. How do we set up the parameters of the project to be successful? That's really working with realistic expectations um, with clients. That's so important in our game, you know, to make sure that these expectations are realistic because if you build software, you can get so excited, you know, like just add stuff, but let's get you to market quickly. I think setting those expectations is key in um, starting the relationship of um, a, a good from the start. Um, and then another interesting thing that we found is you really have to think about the long term as well. So what happens in two or three years with the software that you're developing now? And what we've decided to do about a year and a half ago. So we're going to make it super easy for our customers to actually move away from us. Now that might sound a bit strange, but we get three types of requests. Customers with their own in-house development teams, um, customers that just don't have the time to build this now, just don't have the skills at the moment to build that, and they want to pull us in temporarily, or somebody that does not have those skills at all and never plan to have it. So mm. how do we serve that? And um, we decided it's a good strategy for us to actually train up the developers of our customers and give them an option to actually take over this code. Why we like that is we can set those standards on the code from the start. We can train somebody up to take it over. And for whatever reason, if that developer of our customer moves on, um, which does happen, we can take back over the code and help them with it again, because we've got an entire team yes. that can continue working on it and continue make that investment live on. So look, we're a reputation-based company. We want our customers to be happy and refer us to others. Um, so we've decided to go that route. 
Well, that's a, a lot to do with consistency as well. And I think it's important you raise those particular points. When you look at the world at the moment, you know, we're all using a smartphone of some sorts and, and on technology, but it's really a, a mobile world that we're living in when we, we're walking around. At what stage does a company need to build a mobile app? It's always a a, a conundrum, right? Uh, you're, you're growing at such a pace. Do my customers want to interact with us with an app? At what point do you decide that it's time to build an app for your company? Yeah, so um, maybe I can answer that in a couple of ways. Um, first of all, you have to look at sometimes what your competition is doing. And if they're, if they're giving their customers and potentially your customers a very easy way to interact with them and um, just not let them get the edge on that or you taking the edge um, so that that is something to consider what's happening with the competitive market outs, um, out there in your space um, also something interesting that happened over the last five years or so is the amount of smart devices in somebody's hands has grown a lot significantly in south africa so uh, from what we've seen is Usually when you have a bank account now in South Africa, you probably have a smartphone and that's quite powerful. It didn't used to be the case five years ago, not if, or 10 years ago, not everybody had a smartphone in their hands. That has really changed. So the way you think about the market and who has access to that has changed significantly. Um, but yeah, it's what we've also found about mobile apps particularly is it could be quite sticky. Um, because a website, for example, is, we still use it, is exceptional to get new business, you know, for the first time, because you have Google SEO, um, you might put an article out there and people come to your website and you generate new business. But how do you make them stay? How do you stay in their face and get that return business? And for that, mobile apps could be quite sticky. Um, because you have that real estate on the device um, of, of your clients, probably. Okay. No, I guess it's, it's, it's a very good point. And, and if you look at the banks and where they're going, I mean, we've all got bank accounts and the banks are slowly, slowly pushing everybody to using mobile banking. So inevitably yeah. at some point, um, and I guess we're getting there pretty fast, everybody's going to have to use their phones to transact and that's the way the world is going. How does that process work? If, if, if somebody wants to make their software dreams a reality, create that app, I mean, what's that process to do and make that happen? Um, yeah, so, so I think there, there are a couple of ways or there's some small variances maybe on that answer, but I'll, I'll let you know how we do it. Um, you know, some companies, you know, take more time in planning or less time in planning that we do more time in development or less time in development than we do. Um, but in general, we've seen this, there's basically a four step process to get a project up and running. Um, to visualize as quickly as possible is, is the most important thing for us. So we usually have a first encounter with a client and they'll tell us, you know, what they want to achieve and what their goals are. We'll maybe talk a bit about budget and see if there's a good fit between us. Um, but then we have to get like, those ideas that are in the mind and just maybe on the piece of paper or even in a specification document, we need to visualize it as into a universal language that everyone understands. And that's actually just seeing how does the web application look? How does the mobile application look? 
um, and how do you interact with it. So visualizing is uh, the first thing for us. Um, the second phase is more, then we do a bit of planning, you know, like system architecture. We need to break down the project. We need to know what happens at the back of those screens that we've visualized. What's happening in the back? What's the business rules? Um, what needs to be applied to the database? Um, and during that phase, you also do graphic design to make it look exceptional. Um, because before we develop, the developers need to have exactly how the app's going to look. Um, which brings me to the third phase, which is the development. And then we break that up in weeks. Some customers prefer bi-weekly, but um, commonly on a first phase development is a week sprint that we call it. And it's basically we develop, report back, plan, develop, report back and plan for the next week. And um, the customers are with us on that journey. And then finally, we need to launch, do some beta testing, um, get some user acceptance testing going and go to market. So that's the four step process that we typically see. Um, Amazing. I think the, the, I think the biggest challenge probably is to, to, to get what the customer's thinking and put that and visualize that, as you said. Um, but I, I guess every one of those steps is equally important. But, you know, there's a whole debate and, uh, out there about why build a mobile app instead of a web app that is enabled yeah. on a phone. And I need to raise my hand here and say that I, I hate web apps that are enabled on a phone. I prefer a standalone thing. But I mean, what's your take <laughs> on that? Um, so it, it does depend on the situation that the customer is facing. Um, I think you can get by um, with a, a web app enabled on mobile. Um, if it's like an internal staff app, maybe where you can actually force the users to say, listen, to do your job, go to that URL. Um, and, and there's some other examples of that as well, where you can, your customers are so highly incentivized to deal with you that yeah. they'll do anything to get to your application, whatever it might be. Right. But what I'll be careful for there is um, not killing the dream at inception. Uh, and we, we see that happening from, you know, some of the calls that we get to rescue pro projects, which barely happens because there's little people that spend a large amount on projects and then spend an equal amount to save it. You know, it's, yeah. it's usually a dire situation where the dream is killed just because at the beginning, some wrong decisions were made. So it's, um, I think if customer, if your client or your competitors are making it really easy to interact with them through a mobile application, um, I think you need to equally make it easy. But there are situations where you don't have to. So we also come from a web development back background. Um, so we can't diss it too much. And we have to build a lot of web apps uh, to get these mobile apps working because it has to talk to some database in the back. Right. Um, so nothing against web at all from our side. It's just so we have to look at the usage that. for it depending on the circumstances. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, to put something in but that real estate, on, on the device of your clients, or if it's a productivity app for internal staff, makes their lives easier and makes it easier to do their jobs, mm. that could be quite essential as well. So it is situational, but the, just be careful for killing the dream um, or saving a few bucks and not enabling that channel. Okay. 
All right, well, that, that makes sense. I think you've semi-convinced me. I still prefer that standalone thing. I'm interested in your technology that you guys use, your, your tech stack, uh, as you uh, developers call it. I mean, what kind of technologies are you using to build these solutions for your clients? Um, yeah, so on our side, it's really about us. I think the biggest part is the know-how that we try and develop internally. So it's extremely important for us to know how to tackle problems in a very predictable, long-term thinking way. Um, we don't want it to fall over and approach each component of what we built in that way. So that know-how is the most important part for us. Um, the tech stack is the tool in what we use to, to make it happen. Um, so for us, that's only one part of maybe a, a lot of things where having predictable components that we can put together for clients is the first thing. Um, having the right tool, um, tech stack that we can use to produce the code is another thing. And then setting up the relationship with the client um, in the best way possible is the third thing. But on that tech stack, we've had to maybe split it up in a couple of things. Mm. Uh, the first thing is on the back end, we, we wanted to have an option for serving enterprise clients. And for that, we, we use C Sharp and .NET um, on the Microsoft side of things. And, um, but we also had a, we required a solution for rapid development, for getting stuff up quickly, for clients that don't have massive budgets, but just want to get software out quickly. And we found Ruby on Rails was really good for us to get stuff done um, quite quickly and compile the solution quite fast. So it's different situations there that we provide. Yes. And then an interesting one, on the front end, um, the JavaScript-based languages have been good for us. So we've really gone a lot into React, and these days we're doing some Angular as well. But um, the React side of things give, gives us React Native, and that's a language that actually helps you um, create JavaScript-based code um, that can, could be compiled down natively on mobile applications. So um, you don't have to go and write it on Java for Android or Swift uh, for iOS. We actually compile it natively down to that by having this one code base. And we can release to the iStore, uh, you know, Android, Google Play Store. And we've had some fun with the Huawei Store as well um, to date. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, we've been speaking a lot about apps and developing apps. Um, uh, do you guys only do app development or do you do other kind of software development as well? If I've got a, a you know, a bespoke solution that I'm looking for that doesn't involve an app, for example, would you guys look at that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so from our side, it's it's been, um, we, we've started separating the back end where all the business logic sits and so on and the front end and on the front end it's just different channels yeah. that we need to enable for users so with a web dashboard you've got the back end and we need to enable a web channel um, for the mobile apps you've got the back end our customers might bring their own back end as well by the way and we just right. do the front end for them but it's really enabling a channel um, for them with the mobile apps i would just say like this there's, there's some lessons to be learned there that mm -hmm. we've um have some quite a bit of experience in now and things we won't do again but um but we've got multiple channels that we can enable so it's really we see it a bit more abstract it's just that 
Wow, what a, what a fantastic business uh, you guys have got there at Cohesion, Hector. And it seems to me that you guys are, are growing from strength to strength. Um, and, and I guess that um, what, what, what COVID has accelerated is an even bigger importance for companies to execute their long-term software uh, goals that they've got, whether it's developing an app, um, and you know, you've seen I've seen some really interesting apps over the last few months being developed that really talk to that. So uh, good luck for the future. You guys uh, sound like uh, sound like you're on that right trajectory. A great team of people, and you know, you offer a broad range of product development. So it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Hector. Thank you for your time, and good luck with you and your team at Cohesion going forward. Lucky, thanks. It was such a privilege, and uh, great to be here. Thanks, man. Be well. Thank you.